0: today's podcast we talk about injury both terms of preventing injury and rehabilitation from one we talk about dealing with failure and imposter syndrome including how to cope with different failures in your life we talk about music and the power it has to motivate us in training and there's marginal gains that can be made so i hope you enjoy listening to these amongst many other topics in today's episode
1: number five brought, brought to you by Max's
2: future and Hamish MacArthur
0: yeah we're back here my microphone was supposed to be here it's not arrived yet. it's probably lost somewhere between Hong Kong and York uh, so yeah hopefully that'll be here for next episode next week uh, well we have a new guest who i'm sure you'll be excited for really we'll post about that at some point can't disclose it just yet yeah looking forward to that so much
2: yeah sorry sulky just came in my room we wanted to be in the podcast
0: maybe we should interview him
2: i don't think he has very much to say all he does is just
0: for those who don't know sulky's a dog
2: He's a really chilled out dog. I've just put my pillow against the wall, not against the door, so he can't head by open. He always does it. He wakes me up constantly. This just like goes,
1: and
2: I hear his, and he just pops his head on the corner, giving me the eyes, like,
1: <sighs> yeah, he's fun, the dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah,
0: um, I sent out something on Instagram just on my account asking what people wanted to hear about what topics people want us to cover so yeah, we've got some really good suggestions on there some stuff I think will be interesting and yeah I just want to hear what you've got to say about Max want to hear your opinion so yeah
2: cheers bro I'm in... <laughs> Uh making my blush Oh. okay chest in my opinion
0: yeah so i just have a look through them now and something that's come up a lot i think three different people who are asking about this is injury and recovery because i guess it's something that everyone has to deal with to some degree even if it's not like a the extreme ruptured pulley or something everyone's going to have some little tweak or yeah some tiny injury and yeah just Wanting to hear advice on that, how we deal with it, best things to do, like yeah. psychologically and physiologically, I guess, best right. way to cope with that. So yeah, what have you got to say, max
2: If we're speaking about, so before we speak about injury, the first stage is like preventing injury in it, which is super important, I feel. And that's what, like, so much people are, who get injured ne- neglect that. And then maybe afterwards they realize so just are you stretching as much as you should are you staying hydrated and making your joints and stuff nice and mobile are you eating quality food just so you can recover as best as you can and staying flexible and preventing muscles from tweaking and all this because that's like t- Injuries are hard and dealing with that is hard and really hits you psychologically. So not getting injured is better than getting injured and dealing with it.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like It's going to be way easier to deal with an injury if you don't have one. And preventing it is a lot easier and a lot less stressful. There's certain guidelines you can stick to, warming up, stretching, all of that. But even if you do all of that to the T, like, you do nothing wrong, seemingly, there's still a chance that, say, you're climbing and you land badly on your ankle or you get yourself into a position where, like, your shoulder's just out of place and you strain a muscle. That can happen at any time to anyone and there's not too much you can do about it. So whilst, yeah, obviously, you should try and prevent it, it's not always possible and I think every athlete has picked up some sort of injury at some point in their life no matter how much they take care of themselves.
2: Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. But I just wanted to make that point where it's important to do all the things to try your best to prevent the injuries. But if we're speaking about injuries like through this whole lockdown basically I felt really good and I've been motivated and I've just been training pretty hard. And, like, my left shoulder was really tweaky. My... Well, a few tweaks in my fingers as well and my knee. And it's just, like, these little niggles, which it's not big things. And it was just... They're... Prevent, not preventable, yeah, but... For
1: sure.
2: I can make them better by doing all my band work, by making sure i'm not doing too much before climbing as well like warming up Like right? there's a thing where i used to you have to warm up but if you do too much you tie yourself out maybe and then when you actually climb you can risk yourself to get injured more um so with me like dealing with them niggles and stuff but like i thought i I was on the board, and I was doing, like, I held this hold. It was, like, the top hold, and I held it one on. I just locked off. <laughs> I felt my finger really funny, and I was like, nah. And then I was like, I was pissed off and upset for a day. And I was like, okay, there's not really anything I can do except for keep doing what I'm doing, do all my stretching, do everything else, do all my band work, and eat good, sleep good. And, yeah, it's all part of the the journey and a quote Have we said this quote the obstacles the way where it's like I feel like we have but um you're on a journey and it's not like there's two paths there's just one path and when things look what is hard come into your life it's just an obstacle in your path and it doesn't mean you've went off the path you just have to deal with that so yeah I've just been dealing with that and just get like my shoulders got better my fingers are fine. And it was like it was no major thing, but it was just you just have to see the bigger picture, and it's within lockdown. So if it everyone who's listening, maybe people are feeling niggles and stuff, and it's better to feel niggers here than it is if you say a week yeah, before I your trip to fun or about a week before your competition. You didn't
1: explicitly say is how quickly you responded to it, like. I've dealt with this before, where I was in training, like, before lockdown, before all of this started. And I was doing some ring stuff, and I felt the tiniest tweak in my shoulder, like, just some little muscle uh, from maybe, roca- like, a tiny little muscle that just didn't feel quite right. And I stopped training there, and I was speaking to someone afterwards, and they were saying, like, if that happened to them, they would just carry on like they wouldn't see that as a reason to stop if it. it's not excruciatingly painful if you can carry on then you should but i think that's what separates like the best climbers in some circumstances is the people who fight they feel something wrong and have the awareness to stop and the discipline to stop right there instead of trying to push through the pain because otherwise you're just going to make it worse like, I would much rather take one day off and then be able to get back to training the next day and get out one more set and then have to take two weeks off. Like, it's not really something that I could ever imagine doing is feeling a small injury and pushing through it. Like, it personally, it just isn't worth it in a sport where there's so much strain on your body at all times that you can't really get away with ignoring something like that.
2: yeah for sure and with all my little niggles it has been hard and mark was saying that i don't know how to not try hard and push 100 because even in conditioning and stuff it's like all my reps or whatever being reduced and well it was being reduced because i was just not i just had to because i'm not as it's not that i haven't been as strong but i'm got these niggles in it so you have to attend to them and not make them worse you've got to make them better so you have to take your foot off the gas a little bit and even now it's like i'm doing for example like pull-ups and then you get to the point where you're not like squeezing your face up and you're like ah! and trying super hard which is what you're so used to doing and it's just the discipline and which makes you not do that and that's what will help you recover faster and that's been hard for me to not try hard because I'm so used to doing that and it's just in my brain it's like I gotta try hard but sometimes you don't like you just have to play it smart and you think about the bigger picture
1: yeah 100% yeah I think that might lead into just how motivated we are generally like we have it set in our minds that we want to be the best, and we're always thinking, like, if I don't give a 100% in this rep, that may make me doubt myself, like, that may lead to, I don't know, it may, may decrease confidence in a competition, when you think back, like, did I put in a 100% of effort, did I try my very hardest in training, like, and then if there's been a time like that where you haven't, you may feel like other people have been putting in more work than you. So yeah, I think we've said this before, but it's definitely finding the balance between putting in maximum effort and pushing yourself to the very limit, like mentally and physically, like breaking yourself in some sense, but also not breaking yourself so much that you can't train properly and... You're just too tired all the time, and like getting injured. Uh, Yeah, there's finding that
2: balance there. Yeah, for sure. And like with us getting pretty close, and during a long time we've been like speaking so much more. I think and Facetiming and whilst training and stuff and starting this podcast, which has been such good, like so good for my training, and I feel like yours as well. But I'm not speaking for you um but for me it's been good for my training because i see you how hard you train and it's like if i don't try that 100 percent on this rep (laughs) Hamish is (laughs) trying this hard on that rep so i gotta do it and he got he you have to do it as well innit so that's Uh, good yeah
1: i think both of us as well unlike some people we have for a long time like when you're up in Aberdeen, been training on our own with People who aren't necessarily as strong as us or training as hard as us, so yeah, I think both of us have that natural grit to be able to push through it, and we don't need an external motivator. we don't need to try and prove ourselves against other people, so yeah, for me, it's definitely more just making the sessions a bit easier, like I'm no matter what, whether I'm face you or not, like I'm gonna push myself, I'm gonna be power screaming on my pull-ups or whatever so yeah that's that's kind of out of the question for me is half-arting it if I'm feeling good like if I'm not injured I don't feel any tweaks I'm gonna go bloody hard I'm gonna push myself because there's no point otherwise you know it's it's always going to be the last rep that gets you all the benefits the rest is just for, for that last rep so if you don't push yourself you don't finish a set you don't do all that it's basically pointless even training. like it's yeah that's the whole point of it is to push yourself to the very limit so you can reach
2: your limit yeah
1: yeah you're not going to be world champion if you half ass it or even if you are world champion i don't know it wouldn't feel the same if you have not reached your potential another psychic (laughs) quote
2: i was about to say that right there like if 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 you did become world champion and you went for your whole like training 10 years for this goal or whatever and well and it wasn't even like your biggest goal and you're just like showing up and not really living that athlete life but somehow you're just so naturally gifted that that's all you needed to put in to get there and yeah i don't think you would be satisfied sure. at I
1: Uh, but yeah so I'm I'm always going to try like that but having a point of contact like you to train with just makes it a bit more pleasant and reminds me that there's more to climbing than just doing pull-ups in my shed or whatever like there's a whole other society we've got so much more in the future together going to comps going on climbing trips like and when we're FaceTiming, we're planning stuff, like, oh, maybe we should go on a font trip after this, like, get it filmed, get it documented, you know, like, we're making plans together instead of just being isolated just because we're not physically seeing each other. And I've been doing this with other friends, like, I'm FaceTiming other people, uh just, yeah, just making it feel more social and... That is a very easy way to increase motivation, like even if you're not training, if you're say baking I don't know if that's if that's what you're doing on your rest day, maybe find another friend who's doing the same thing and just give him a call, and it will just cause yeah otherwise you're just stuck inside for four or five weeks, I don't know how long it's been on your own, and you kind of forget that there's other people with other problems and other experiences that you can learn from and all of that and it just yeah it just makes it all a lot easier and this weird time go a lot faster
2: yeah man because we're all like humans naturally like you do something and we're never going to be perfect so you're like oh i should have done this i could have done that to like be better and got a better result even for if you won you could have like climbed that boulder smoothly or whatever and that's just the same with oh what i had a point in my head but i just okay. completely got scrambled what were you saying um
1: just that it's a lot easier to be around other people and makes time pass What did you say? How did you start your point? Yeah, and then... <laughs>
2: uh, I was going to speak about, like... Oh, humans are always striving to for, like, excellence and looking at the things you could have done which necessarily were not... Like, looking at the negatives. Heaps... Like, lots of people always look at the negatives and be like, oh, okay, we're stuck in isolation. Um... I'm alone for five weeks, or however long it is, like, I'm going to be alone, it's going to be shit, but then, on your lap, or in your hand, you have a phone, which like, 10 years, like, how much hundreds of years ago, whatever, you didn't have a phone, this wasn't even a thing, and it's like, you can speak to all your friends still, and there's people, in this world, who's in quarantine, who doesn't have a phone, so they can't speak to their friends, and it's just about looking at, the posit- being grateful for things but not being satisfied that's what i feel is a yeah. good mindset to have so you're all you're always happy and like yeah i have these things in my life and it's good and if everything goes to sh- like shit i will still i can still live a good life and be happy but i'm still striving for my goals and wanting and to be better
1: having that opportunity right now to speak to people. with more. Like say when you're in your usual lifestyle, say you work in nine till five, you see the exact same people every day, day in, day out, you probably have the same conversations. Like, oh what are you having for lunch? Do you have a coffee all of this, how's the kids? With the same with the same people. <laughs> uh but yeah, now you've got an opportunity to talk like everyone's bored pretty much There's, Everyone's going to be wanting to have a conversation with someone, wanting to learn new things. Like it's su- such a good opportunity to make conversations with people you wouldn't usually talk to. Like I've had messages of people that I haven't spoken to in years, or like people that I didn't really speak to at school who I've started chatting with. All of that. So yeah, it's a good time or a good time to seek opportunities like that. I mean, now you're forced out of your schedule. Maybe yeah, that isn't so bad because your schedule isn't ideal. Like, yeah, this is, been a really good time to learn new things and speak to new people.
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree. I feel like, yeah, I've just been speaking to he my friends a lot more, and it's it's nice in that state which you can just speak to people and. That makes it all better, isn't
1: it? Right. Well, let's have a look at some other questions that we were sent. Or not? Maybe not questions, but topics to speak about. Uh. Okay. So this is from uh another competition climber. Really strong American competition climber. Um. Who what? I know who it this is. is. Ooh. Chloe. <laughs> what, what's the last name? <laughs> Chloe Crossberry. I don't know how yeah, to say yeah. it. But... I'm, I'm gonna restart that. I don't want to offend it. Cla- <laughs> Chloe, Chloe <Coscoy. laughs>
2: Uh Yeah, Chloe. Don't be offended at our pronunciation of your name, because. Me? <laughs> well, we all know I'm just, um, I'm not good with words, and Hamish, well, you're American, well, we're British, we don't, we haven't seen that name I before. Know people by we their try, we're we
1: And I see yours is not Chloe Coscoy. Like, I used to think, you know, the Mawem brothers, the, the French brothers, both of them, think Yeah. their Instagram is Le Frères Moem, which means the Mawem brothers in French. But I used to think it's just one of them called the, Lefrees, <laughs> I thought that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> I had like one Lafrize. moment, I was like, oh my god. That's both of them. And it's the November of it, that's crazy. Yeah. No. Uh, Chloe Koskoy, yeah, is crazy strong climber. And once our opinions are like dealing with failure, which is a very broad topic, uh, but something that basically everyone has to deal with, no one, no matter what they look like from the outside, has had a perfect life, everyone's got issues, everyone's failed at things, yeah, uh, especially like, because everyone's standards are so different, like, someone's failure may seem like a massive success to other people, which is something that I had to deal with, which was quite hard, um, in... U Y C European B Cups <laughs> which uh, I must have done like ten, twelve of those, uh, or maybe more. Um. So yeah, uh, and I always, every single competition, I would finish 4th, fifth or sixth, pretty much. And it was top ten make final. There'd usually be a field of like forty or the best guys in Europe, and then ten make final in the. And I every single competition I would finish fourth fifth or sixth and that went on I think I was in those three positions for like seven or eight or maybe more competitions in a row and I was every single time I was like one move off podium or more than statistically likely I would say it would come down to time like I'd get to the same place as someone else and then they would have got there quicker than me so I would be fourth into fourth, our opponents, but i I looked like a spoiled brat when I was I'd get down from the competition wall, and I'd be like, okay, how did I do? You're like, oh, you did so good, you came fourth in Europe. And I was like oh, like I was not satisfied with that at all, just because I experienced it already and I knew that I could achieve so much more than that. I knew I was capable of so much more than that, and I, did, it just never seemed to go right in the finals. There's always something, like a small root reading error or some small thing that went wrong, and I would just miss out. And that was so hard to deal with. I'd go to every competition without fail, and I would make it through to the finals, but I just lacked that tiny one percent that made me. What well, me? Make- I don't know, that made me able to achieve a medal. And although a medal ultimately isn't the goal or a trophy or whatever you get, it was just, yeah, it felt like I was just stuck in this cycle of go to a competition, do all right, go to finals, and then drop a couple places and finish fifth or sixth or fourth or whatever. And, yeah, that was not the easiest time because, oh, I don't know, it's hard to... It's hard to say because yeah, I'd get down and I'd be like, so disappointed, like, I wouldn't really want to talk to anyone. And I'd just look like a prick because I, w- I may be the only British team guy to make the finals in that competition. And everyone was cheering on the finals and be so supportive. And I'd get down and I'd be like, oh, I just want to, like, you know, I don't really want to socialise or I don't want to hear you say, oh, no, you feel did amazing, you prime very well. Because I knew that, although, yeah, I cried all right, I hadn't cried my best. Um, That is definitely a failure to me when I would finish fifth. That other people would be so over the moon with. And I guess it's hard for them to understand my mindset and need to understand their mindset. So, yeah, that's just one branch of dealing with failure that I had to... Overcome,
2: yeah, and I relate to you so much in that, like I've been through the same stuff, like making finals at europeans and, but at the same time, like my first European championships, my first international, I went out, made finals, and then the last boulder, and this was when it was still four minutes plus, or was it three minutes plus, four minutes plus, or yeah, um, yeah, I was on the I couldn't do the jump across, and I stuck the jump. And then there's a video on YouTube as well from my rounder European champs. It's like, it's in La on Jack Bramstins, um, YouTube. So if you want to see that, look at it. And on the last, the lot but I did made the jump across, and like I had no idea what I was doing. Like I'd been climbing for like four years. I didn't really do too much comps. I had no idea what I was doing. I was so like not prepared for like, like it's almost I didn't have that much experience. I didn't. I was just out there having fun, doing like mad like skipping holds, and I was like shortest competitor, just fucking <laughs> doing dinos past like crimps and stuff, and made it to the finals. And like I did the did the like crocs move, and then it was like I was on this jug, and I was just chilling, and I was like okay, breathe, and then. I went for the last hold and missed it. And if I got that hold, I would have been... If I got that top, I would have been second. So it's like, the margins are so small. And it's like, looking at that, it's identifying what failure is. Because I feel like we didn't... Like, that is not failure. We didn't fail. We still went out and achieved, like, good, like, a good thing. Like, it was... We did well, but we lost... I feel like failure and losing is different. Like we didn't completely fuck up, and it didn't go really bad and stuff. It was just it didn't. The outcome was it wasn't what we were aiming for and hoped for. And I feel like for me, it's good to identify that. And like if you don't win, it's not necessarily a big failure. And in these and like looking back, like if I did do that block. I would have thought i got second in European champs on my first like ever European. I would have been like that could have got to my ego so much as when I was a kid, I didn't really recognise or know what an ego was. So if I, I had that taste of success so young, it could have got to my head. I could have been like, oh, I'm the I'm the, I'm the man. I'm a G. Like I come to this. My first European champs, and I, would make a podium. Like, yeah, next year, I'll, I'll um, I'll smash it. I'll come and win. And the year after, I had a bad year competing, so maybe it did get to me then. But the year after, I trained hard and got back to making finals and made every fight, like almost every final since then on. But yeah, yeah, I feel like them failures and stuff do make you like if you have that mindset you can come out of these things a lot stronger and actually learn from them which is good
1: mm-hmm. but something i would want to say there is just because a failure is a very personal an individual thing like a failure to me may not be to you it doesn't mean it's any less real like i still felt and i'm sure you've had some performances where you still felt like you massively underachieved and you could have done so much better. And yeah, I still would call that a failure in some senses. Although, yeah, like arguably it might be good for you in the future. You can't really have that mindset, you can't although, yeah, some things have silver linings, in hindsight you can see that. In the moment, you're obviously wanting to win and you trained hard. Like I was training super hard, I was training more than hard enough to make a podium, like I was, even at everything, It didn't really feel like there was much more I could be doing, so yeah, for me they did feel pretty big at the time, but I just had to stick with it, um, I wanted to say trust that I would have the right outcome, like it would all work out, but in all honesty I didn't really trust that. I had no idea what was happening. I had no idea why I wasn't, like, realising my potential. I had no idea why I was always getting so unlucky in these circumstances. Well, not unlucky, but it was never working out in my favour. But, yeah, I kept going back because that's the type of person I am. I'm not, like, that's never going to stop me from competing. It's never going to stop me from climbing. But I knew deep down that there was no reason why I shouldn't win. I just had to keep going back and keep going back. Until it that one time everything goes perfectly. Like one every fifteen comps or twenty competitions, everything's gonna work out and you can't really predict when that's gonna happen. For some people it's gonna be at the Olympics, for some people it's gonna be at some regional thing, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, uh, so the more you do the more likely it is at one time it's going to go well for you. And once that's happened, what I found is after that, you just have such a confidence boost, not an ego boost necessarily, but a confidence boost that just allows you to repeat that over and over again. Now you know what it tastes like, you know what it takes to achieve that goal, to achieve what you've been striving for so long. Once you've felt that once, it's so much easier to think, okay. I know how to do this. Next competition, I'm just going to do the same as I did last time. I know I'm physically capable of doing this, so I'm just going to do it again. And then after that, you just accelerate. Like, yeah, that's basically it. Once it's happened once, it's so much easier to repeat. So, yeah, the first is always going to be the hardest, but you just got to stick with it. If you can, trust the process, but if you find that hard to believe, <laughs> just oh, I don't. Oh, it's a difficult one. Yeah, it is well, Because it, it feels like I want to say I trusted that it was gonna work out. Because that's maybe what it looked like. so I kept going back and trying. But I think that's just me being stubborn. Honestly, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. To stick with it, no matter how. But I guess like you. It seems.
2: I guess you always believed you could do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I always believed I could do it.
2: 100%. Same with me, like, I always knew I was going to achieve and be able to achieve. And, like, you're always going to have these failures, and everyone will. And I feel like it's important to decide okay, when I lose, like, not when I lose, but if I lose, how are you going to deal with it? Are you going to, like, kick a wall, smash your second place trophy because you didn't win are you gonna like be a dick and take it out on other people or you're just gonna sit there and it is like in these times it's like it hurts so much and like your heart is so like you're upset and obviously it's normal to cry i'm like at world champs when i finished fourth i cried i was upset and it's okay to like be upset and realize okay like it's shit i wanted to win but you didn't win and if you need to cry i can do it but i still went up and shook all the podiums places hands and was like congratulate them then i went off and just i was just myself by myself just chilling and yeah you have to deal with it in your own way but make sure you're being a good sport basically and not being a dick
1: that's what i was trying to say earlier um yeah when you started talking and i had it in my head like you said you always believed that you could achieve it but i think the difference between that was also my mindset i always believed that i could win i always believed that i could come first or i could be the best player in the world but some people like i was watching a documentary um, on Conor McGregor, um, uh, the, the, notorious. Notorious. Conor McGregor, I think it was called, <laughs> <laughs> to- yeah, um, from a couple of years ago that was recommended to me, and the difference between my mindset and that I could achieve it and his was that, yeah, he was saying he would achieve it. Like, I'm not sure if that leads into cockiness and if that's actually good for him, if that benefited his performance, but I, don't think it did really but yeah there's quite a fine line in ego there yeah, between confidence and being yeah too i ego-driven. feel
2: i feel like i'm a bit like yeah, i'm not anywhere but i feel like i will but i in my right now i feel like yeah i will achieve this i will achieve that it's just like i'm out of time and i just need to do everything what it take what i will need to do for me to make these goals happen and there's no really doubts but it's not like it's always going to go my way and i've accepted that and i'm conscious about all these things and i feel like you as well you're really con we're both pretty conscious people and we have this big outlook on what life is and yeah we can just accept the things which but well, i feel like Very we are people. like in it like we're not just fucking close-minded and like this is i don't know what it's all about, and if it doesn't work out, and it's gonna be shit. But it's like, yeah, stuff's gonna happen, which you can't control, and that's okay. And you just have to keep going. And everything work. I'm like different. Like you said, like yeah. what works for him might not work for you, and what works for me and you might not work for other people. But you just have to play, and it's yeah, yeah. But
1: it's not reasoning that. Personally, I can force, I can't force myself to believe that I'm going to be world champion. I believe that I could be world champion and I'm doing everything in my power Mm -hmm. to be world champion, but I can't, I can't, like, consciously force my brain, I trick myself into thinking, okay, yeah, I am going to be world champion and nothing's going to stop me. Like, I Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a healthy mindset. Like, in general, because then you sacrifice too much for basically an arbitrary goal of climbing some plastic or something. You might waste your whole life striving to achieve that, only to realise that there's no reason why you are going to be world champion. There's always going to be stuff that pushes back on you. You might sacrifice too much, car for all your friends, and then get a broken leg or something, and then you're out for two years, and then you've wasted your opportunity. So, yeah, uh, personally, I even if that was a healthy mindset, and even if that would help me achieve my goals, I personally can't just force myself into such a strong belief. Yeah, like that. I get that. Uh, yeah, yes.
2: mad. But yeah, I just do nice. so much, like, <laughs> visualisation as well. Where I'd be sitting in the bath, like... I used to go for baths every night, but I've really been into just having like hot and cold showers instead. And it's just like I sit in the bath, lights off, um, no music, just there with my thoughts, and I'm just imagining me winning world champs like over and over and over again. So and I don't know that I'm just like it's always it's not going to be how you expect it, and you can't really plan out for anything because you don't know what bonus you're going to expect. You don't know like where it's going to be you you just you can't predict the future but I feel like you can condition your mind to be ready for certain things and it's like for me it's just like I'll be in this situation and I create this situation in my head and it'll be so vivid and I'll be in in the bathroom I'll be sought to get like feel the emotions of like winning world champs I'm not joking I'll just be sitting there and I'll be like my heart starts racing, I feel it in my belly, and I'm like, okay, you need to calm down. And I feel like for me, it's just like preparing myself for that situations as like, well. So I'm just there, and I'm like, okay, I've been through this before. I've already won this comp, but like, obviously I haven't, because I've not been there, but in my mind I have been. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably helpful for when you are in that situation, Jay.
1: You make it to a world championship final, and you're not freaking out because, you know, okay, I know what to do here, I've practiced this, this is just, yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's like, when you're doing pull-ups, you're conditioning your body for the demands of a competition. When you're visualizing, when you're visualizing you winning, you're conditioning your mind for the demands of competition. Yeah, in that sense, it's probably very similar and important. And I do do that as well. But that's not me saying that I am definitely going to win. It's saying that if I am in this yeah. situation, i am know what to do. Yeah.
2: That's mad. I feel, That's like a difference between me and you, just there. Like, Which isn't like necessarily good or bad. It's just different, isn't it? Because I feel like there's no... There is no right or yeah. wrong answer in life in anything. There's just different words, different answers. Like, But yeah, it was cool. I found it interesting. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you <It> mean. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, like... In the bigger yeah, picture. Yeah, I, I know
1: what you mean. That's true, yeah. There's many paths to greatness. One of my... One of the quotes I was most impacted by recently... Because that, again, feeds back into before when I was coming fourth and fifth repeatedly, and there's people who are winning repeatedly. But it doesn't really matter if you're winning a youth competition. That's not any of our dreams. Like, that path potentially could lead them to become world champion, or it could potentially lead me to become world champion through discipline and having to train harder because I'm not winning. Like, it is not a single defined route to being the best in the world at anything, or being the best at what you want to be best at. So yeah, that was quite important for me to understand and realise, which then kind of did contribute towards my belief, my own ability, that I would or could become yeah, the best pilot in the world. Like, it's... Like it doesn't seem. This is the biggest thing for me that prevents me from thinking that. I think is that I live quite a normal life. Like I, I would go to school and I'm just not not anymore a school kid. <laughs> like I, <I'm... laughs> <Nah>, no, I <laughs> know, but yeah, I think that's a no- Yeah, that's impacted me a lot because I'm going to school and I was just like everyone else. Like people, yeah, they knew I climbed and they knew I was like competing all over the world and stuff but I, I had the exact same problems as everyone else there and I wasn't any different mm. to any of them in a lot of ways like yeah it's, when you're living such a normal life for like 60-70% of your day like I'd go to the wall app, maybe not I think I'd train for the same amount of time as I was at school but say 50% of your day, you're nothing special like you're just another school kid, you're having to worry about your homework, you're having to worry about what lessons you've got next, your exam coming up. You're having the exact same worries as every single other person your age across the whole country. Switch from that mindset where you're just one out of millions to the mindset where I go to the climbing wall and I am then having to realise that, okay, I am actually, out of those millions of kids who are my age, I'm probably the best in the country. Like, having to switch out of those mindsets from being in a complete, like, We've but no personal identity, to be, okay this is, like this is, like, all about me in this situation, like, I am not just another like, person in the climbing community I am actually, I have achieved way more than like, everyone else in this climbing or pretty much in climbing so yeah Having to deal with both of those within the space of a couple hours I'll get home from school I'll have some food I'll walk the dog and I'll go training. It's quite hard to yeah, switch between those but now I've left school I already feel like there's definitely a difference there I feel a lot more focused on this one thing which helps me personally. See that this is my thing. This is what I am best at. And this is what I'm dedicating my life to. I've not got any other distractions. I'm not just another... But I feel like
2: anymore. that was also good because being that just school kid that keeps you humble and a nice person, isn't it? Because you are a nice person. I feel like we both are. And we're not just driven by our egos and let it got to... Our, or we'll let it get to the head or that because we all... You're just a kid from New York and I'm just a kid from Torrey in it in Aberdeen. And at the start of all this, like there was no yeah. we weren't destined for anything. It's just oh, picking a path and following it. Yeah. But Yeah, for sure. I like I'd quite like to sure. like look back on times like that and be like, Oh, I was just that kid and I'm just yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Just see like
1: I don't like it. I did not enjoy that particularly, just not having an identity like that. I don't know if that's me personally or the school system or any of that sort of thing, but yeah, I never really liked being in the majority in that sense. Although it's yeah, it's easier, I would much prefer, like, I think that's probably why I give a hundred percent in everything because otherwise you're just yeah, man. blending with the crowd
2: ah, yeah i i was meaning like i get that and i was meaning like just to see like how far you've came from like who that person like was and how you could have went down different path like being such a different person as well I've i think it's cool to look and just recognize that and recognize that you're not like that necessary special isn't it you just yeah I get
1: but, then, that a, I, but yeah. then but then again but then again
2: but then again we you could say because we're not like if you look at the people who were in our schools and that and we're totally different is that then you could say we are special and different i've no idea
1: yeah oh yeah i totally agree in that sense like i would always feel different to other people at my school just because it was like it was like having two personalities yeah because I would go to school and I would be this normal kid with the same problems as anyone else but deep down I've had so many cool experiences and experienced so much stuff that none of those people could ever really dream of but none of that mattered when you were at school like no one knew any of that and it was kind of the conflict between is this like is this cool, like or yeah. do I just want to like hang on with climbing people, which I did really, because I had felt so much stronger connection with those climbing friends just through shared experiences. Like having to trust someone with your life and their being you and like being in the most stressful situations with like say you when we're both in, like isolation before competition, <laughs> like all of that sort of those really extreme experiences bond you so much more than just having to stress about what left you got next or you're homework. Like, yeah, being through those times with people like you, people other people on the team who I've dealt stuff like that with and being on trips with and know that they are so much like they have so much trust in me and faith in me and I've got so much trust and faith in them it's different to getting on with someone because you're in the same lessons as them and they don't annoy you too much
2: yeah and like with your friends from school as well if you're in the same lessons you know you you like you see this like you you speak to people and then as soon as school ends and like a year later you don't really speak to that person ever again in it yeah. it's just, you were just there, cause you had to, but you, you were friends with them, cause you were just stuck for six hours a day with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, there are people at my school who I was really good friends with, and I wanted to stay in contact with them. And like, like, yeah, like I valued them, and they made school a lot easier for me, just cause otherwise I'd be there, and it would just be so shit. But yeah, then you think, like, you can't really not, you can't really just sit on your own at school because you're, like, not as good friends with them as I am with you. So, like, it's, like, I still appreciate them as, like, people yeah. and as friends, but it is just very different sort of relationship with someone that you haven't shared so much with.
2: Mm-hmm. I get that. But yeah, and for sure, like, some of my best friends, like, people are keeping um Contact with still is right from my school, and it's just because grew up together, it? and you just I was lucky enough to build such a connection. Which I feel like I've built a similar connection with you and stuff without like through which climbing has helped as well, yeah, which is cool. And I feel like having these like with such common interests, but just both driven, it just makes that bond easier and you're just both striving yeah. for what you want and want each other to succeed as well so it's cool
1: i'm always sharing stuff with each other like if you listen to a really interesting podcast you'll tell me or if i listen to a really interesting one i'll tell you or music like you're always sending me good training tunes or stuff you've listened to <laughs> and i do the same and yeah, that was also another thing that i think people wanted to hear about let me just check real quick yeah, there's yeah, people were asking to hear about motivation and music and like what we listen to basically to get through a session and how that helps us. Yeah, would you have the honour of um, talking about that? I feel like
2: I feel like for me, music is important to so where we perform or well, where I perform my best and is in this flow state so when you're not really thinking and you're just really in tune with your body and focused on the task at hand so climbing and training um and music enhances and creates an environment and space where i can fall into that flow state better and not necessarily all different all music can do that for me but it's different for different people. And when you're feeling down, like if you listen to a happy song, you can just get l- uplifted in your spirits and just be happy and get into a different mood or a good mood. But I feel like it's important to not rely on music as well and be able to sometimes train without music. So you're just, yeah, because if you just append, pe- what is it? Append? depend, depend on it and you make it a ritual and you're scared or getting this mindset where, oh, I don't have my iPod, I can't listen to music, um, I'm not gonna train as well. Then of course you're not because in your head you're gonna be like, Oh fuck, I'm not gonna train as well, so you won't. Um but yeah, I just I love music and it helps and it's just you're just sitting there and resting and you just like bobbing to it and it's just it's fun.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like that, you can put on your headphones, put on some music that someone else has made, and it can enhance your performance so much in training. Like you're absolutely knackered, you at the end of a session or whatever, and you put on this one song, and you can just get out another set or another couple reps at the end of the set, and you can finish training. You can push yourself even more. Like if that was in tablet form. Like, if you could take a little tablet and it made you able to get another two reps out in every set, that would be illegal. That would be a performance enhancing drug, intro, wouldn't it? Like, that would be banned in sport. But you can yeah. do that through the right music and through... Yeah, which I think is pretty amazing, and very useful tool to have. But as you see... Yeah, man, it's sick. Not good to get over reliant.
2: yeah it's mad and it? it's so cool when you think about it like that like that that sentence just blew my mind but it's totally true in it like it, it's so sick um yeah. and it's like last year as well i was like the music i listened to last year and now i'm kind of like shifted away as i was just trying to be like super psyched and like maybe angry a little bit where well, i was getting quite angry and just like I wanted to rip the holes off the wall. But, yeah, that's just not where I need to be to perform at my best. I want to be more relaxed and just chilled and in this calm state of flow. Uh,
1: um, yeah, I would agree with that. Too. Well, it depends on the session. Like, if I'm doing circuits or whatever, and it is all, like, condition, like, physical, like, push-ups, push-ups, all of that, that isn't really that uh, similar yeah. to competition climbing. But yeah, I want to get angry to get those physiological adaptations after a session because I push myself that much harder. So I will put on, like, music that gets me, like, so, like, focused and in the zone and, like, psyched up. Like, well, yeah, obviously, I'm not going to have that in a competition, but when you're doing circuits, you're just building endurance. You're not doing circuits to replicate a competition situation. You're not doing pull-ups to think when you're in a competition route, you're not thinking, okay, I've done, I can do 30 pull-ups or whatever, I'm going to be fine. Like, no, you're just building your base strength to layer on top of that climbing ability and skill. Yeah, to get that base strength and endurance and all of those physiological adaptations, I think it's definitely worth having music as a way to just make yourself push yourself that little bit harder
2: yeah for sure it's just like caffeine in it like for me caffeine is such a good pre-workout and I, I love caffeine and music is it's the same it's different but it helps with the same thing
1: yeah for sure. i don't really
2: increase in performance i
1: don't really use caffeine so much
2: um, maybe i should maybe i I'm- just
1: mate when I we move in coffee.
2: together when we move in together we'll be on that I
1: think i'll you're be telling you all addicted. the secrets what do you say i think you're just addicted <laughs> no nah, i'm not i'm
2: I, ha- I haven't had it in a while i come off it as well i do like phases where i use it and i don't use it just so i don't want to be dependent on it yeah,
1: and you don't have to build tolerance so you have to keep using more and more
2: yeah, I don't want to get to a stage where I'm using like a thousand milligrams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what would happen there.
2: I think you probably die, but yeah,
1: yeah. Most you know likely. what I mean. Yeah, I think we've probably got time for one or two more
2: short games questions.
1: Interesting, yeah. So let me have a quick look amongst the. um Ones that we're definitely not talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Lovely. Um, Oh yeah, this is one we were talking about a little bit before, actually. Um, Like, about how we deal with imposter syndrome, and if we've ever felt that. Which I think is a pretty big question, actually. Like, we're basically just talking about that. Yeah, for people who don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's basically the feeling that you don't fit into, you don't belong there, your accomplishments aren't good enough for you to, in climbing context, be in a world championship final or whatever. Like, you don't think you deserve to be there. And it's not necessarily you're consciously thinking that. It's kind of, yeah, subconscious like psychologically drilled into you that other people are going to be way better than you. Yeah, what what do you think about that?
2: A lot of that comes from confidence from training hard because us doing these reps and not like half arsing things like you say or like you're feeling like really tired and like, oh, I'll just like rest and then I'll get back on and do that last pull-up. Like, if you're doing stuff like that and you're not, like, training 100%, then, of course, you're going to have doubts and not be, like, we're us, we're doing everything we can, so we're going to go out and perform our best. And where people will be... That's, for me, the biggest thing is just doing everything you can to just train really, really fucking hard and do everything else, like, in the gym, out the gym, and just live that athlete life. So... I feel like that just knocks them on the head, and like being more conscious and do meditation and stuff. So when you get these little thoughts and like negative thoughts in your head, it's just another thought, and you can just recognize it and just be like, yeah, okay, that's I had that thought. It's not really anything to think about, because the next thought I could have, or I'll make, I'll just think, yeah, I'm amazing. For your next thought, and you know what I mean, like you're one thought away from being amazing you're not like and that's something which helped me last year when you just like just being like able to tell yourself you're the man and you are um amazing you will start to feel good like i used to wake up every day and be like today's good but i still do this i wake up and say today will be a good day i am amazing or whatever and you just start to feel it and i i recommend this to some of my friends as well who are just Struggling a little bit, I'm like they're not feeling too good mentally. I'm like, bro, what's all your thoughts you've been having? Like, and this comes down to like what you're eating and stuff, and that can lead down to thinking some negative thoughts because it's so. I'm in the bigger picture, everything, like there's no one right away answer. I'm going on a bit of a, I'm going on a bit of a tangent, no, but weird. yeah. I
1: think what i draw from that is that when you have one negative thought say you think okay maybe these people are too good that goes into a downward spiral if you obsess over that thought if you start thinking oh maybe they are too good maybe they train harder than me i'm not trained hard enough i like, am oh, no point in even competing i shouldn't even try like just dwelling on one thought whereas you and i now would think if i see someone else and i think okay maybe they're better than me i think but maybe they're not also, like, they're also just a human, they probably haven't trained as hard as me, or if they have, it's a competition, anything could happen, and that would be my mindset, Whereas someone else might have the one I just described. So yeah, not dwelling on any individual thought, even if it's a massively positive thought, like, if you think, oh, I'm way better than everyone here, in the same sense, obsessing over that, will decrease your performance and decrease your satisfaction with whatever ha- whatever the outcome is. If you've already got the predetermined notion that you're the best and you're definitely going to win, like that is not so far off. Okay, like, oh, I'm the worst, I'm definitely going to lose. Like You're not going to be overjoyed whatever happens in those circumstances.
2: Yeah, because if you feel like you're, like... You don't even have to try and you will win. And then I feel like that's just setting you up to fail. If you just, yeah, because you need that hunger. You need to like actually want it and try hard. But if you get into this state where you just think you should win and you're too good not to lose, then I feel like it's just going to decrease your performance as well. But having that, you need confidence. You need to, and where I get my confidence from is just, Doing my training and feeling like doing all these extra things what people are not doing, and feeling like, yeah, I'm, no one's training harder than me or you or everyone else who's coached by Mark yeah. and Ellie. Yeah, for
1: sure.
2: <laughs> that's That's my mind.
1: Ooh, that was a good conversation.
2: It was good, man enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that a lot. I feel, (laughs) got a new mindset now, slightly.
2: I feel, I feel motivated to go stretch and eat (laughs) my lunch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's a rest day today. That's, uh, yeah, why we didn't, uh, film yet, record yesterday like we usually do on Fridays. Is this week we had a rest day today instead. For whatever reason. We just trust Mark. He knows what he's doing. So yeah, uh,
2: he knows best,
1: yeah. yeah, um, it should usually still be Friday, but yeah, this week was an exception, so yeah, uh well, thank you for listening to yet yeah, another podcast we're gonna keep doing them, no matter what, and no one's listening to them. I think we're still gonna keep putting them out, um <laughs> and yeah, next week, we we'll keep tuned, look at our Instagram for uh our guess that's coming on, there you go. Gotta
2: find them interesting.
1: So yeah, yeah. So leave uh go like our um to start like all
2: him. the shit <laughs> like this. <laughs> oh mate, scrap that out. Okay, go go subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Projection Podcast. Like like and follow our pages on Facebook and Instagram at the projection podcast and my Instagram match the future and Hamish's
1: Hamish underscore MacArthur very very creatively
2: let us yeah and just let us know if you're enjoying them and leave a rating and yeah
1: and if you have any questions as you just experienced we will do our very best to answer them obviously we can't answer all of them but yeah we'll the ones that we feel we're most interested to talk about, and um, yeah, sweet, yeah. Uh, see you next week. Or see you hey, next, week. next week. Peace. You can hear us next week. That's probably working. Bye. Bye, Max. <laughs> see you later, above in a bit.